Welcome to SF Site Audio Reviews. This podcast, we're reviewing The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. Hopefully, all of the publicity for the recently released Disney movie will inspire you to read this classic tale on which the film is based. Or even better, maybe you'll be encouraged to read, once again, a favorite childhood story about a special place called Narnia. Something about children's stories seems to require that they be read aloud in order to be truly appreciated. Narrator Michael York easily draws listeners into the world of four inquisitive children as they begin an amazing adventure. Once there were four children whose names were Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy. This story is about something that happened to them when they were sent away from London during the war because of the air raids. They were sent to the house of an old professor who lived in the heart of the country. The mysterious professor places very few restrictions on the children's activities, so it's not long before they decide to go exploring. Looking for adventure, they agree to investigate every room in the very large house. Shortly after that, they looked into a room that was quite empty, except for one big wardrobe, the sort that has a looking glass in the door. There was nothing else in the room at all, except a dead blue bottle on the windowsill. Nothing there, said Peter, and they all trooped out again, all except Lucy. She stayed behind because she thought it would be worthwhile trying the door of the wardrobe, even though she felt almost sure that it would be locked. To her surprise, it opened quite easily. Lucy's surprise turns to amazement when she climbs into the wardrobe to discover that it leads to a snow-covered forest, where she sees a half-goat, half-man creature carrying an umbrella. When the fawn invites Lucy to his cave for tea and crackers, York's voice switches easily from narrator to character, vocally identifying specific individuals. During Lucy's visit, the fawn becomes increasingly agitated and finally reveals his true purpose for befriending the little girl. I had orders from the White Witch that if ever I saw a son of Adam or a daughter of Eve in the wood, I was to catch them and hand them over to her. And you are the first I ever met. And I've pretended to be your friend and asked you to tea, and all the time I've been meaning to wait till you were asleep and then go and tell her. Oh, but you won't, Mr. Tumnus, said Lucy. You won't, will you? Indeed, indeed, you really mustn't. And if I don't, said he, beginning to cry again, she's sure to find out. And she'll have my tail cut off and my horn sawn off and my beard plucked out. And she'll wave her wand over my beautiful cloven hoofs and turn them into horrid solid hoofs like a wretched horse's. And if she is extra and specially angry, she'll turn me into stone. The fawn has good reason to fear the witch. But unfortunately, Edmund knows nothing about the evil queen or her cruel plans for any human who enters her domain. On the day Edmund walks through the wardrobe into Narnia, he is seen by the witch, who is riding through the snowy forest in her sleigh. And what, pray, are you? said the lady, looking hard at Edmund. I'm, I'm, my name's Edmund, said Edmund rather awkwardly. He did not like the way she looked at him. The lady frowned. Is that how you address a queen? she asked, looking sterner than ever. I beg your pardon, your majesty, I didn't know, said Edmund. Not know the Queen of Narnia, cried she. Ha! You shall know us better hereafter. But I repeat, what are you? 
Edmund will eventually regret his chance encounter with the queen. Trying to save Edmund from the queen, the other children are helped by two beavers who agree to lead them to the mighty lion Aslan. Each child is also given a gift, with Peter receiving a beautiful sword. Overcoming their fear of the magnificent lion, Peter leads the group to meet Aslan. He drew his sword and raised it to the salute, and hastily saying to the others, Come on, pull yourselves together. He advanced to the lion and said, We have come, Aslan. Welcome, Peter, son of Adam, said Aslan. Welcome, Susan and Lucy, daughters of Eve. Welcome, he-beaver and she-beaver. His voice was deep and rich and somehow took the fidgets out of them. Although Aslan calms their immediate fears, the children soon discover that he needs their help to defeat the White Witch. Michael York skillfully guides listeners through a landscape filled with fantastical creatures, making it all seem quite believable. And his depiction of Aslan is exactly what a majestic lion should sound like, if a lion could talk. The Disney movie may have increased awareness of Narnia with stunning visual effects, but don't deprive yourself of listening to this magical tale. When Michael York is your guide, whose voice holds its own kind of magical charm, you'll see Narnia in a whole new light. Thanks to Harper Audio for permission to use clips from their audiobook in this review. This is Susan Dunman inviting you to read at the speed of sound.